approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve. We are back for week 15, guys. Starts and sits. It's playoff time, and we got the whole crew together today. Let's introduce the crew. Coach Jibs, what is going on today, brother? What it do? Uh, We lost John. Um, I'm still here, (laughs) but um, I'm doing good, and um, hopefully we're going to get another Thursday night a good Thursday night game, and there's some definitely like some good start and sit concerns with this one too as well. Absolutely, definitely is, and of course, Coach John's back in the fold. What's going on, Coach John? <laughs> I got him. Nothing temporary. Uh, kicked me out. I got booted. I got, got lagged. I lagged out. So, um, no, I'm I'm excited. Where it's playoff time. Um, you know, it's this is this is it. This is make or break fantasy season time. So, I'm excited to talk start sits. Absolutely. I love it. Like I said, we have a lot of stars and sits to talk to you guys about. I don't even know mine yet. I'm going to just come up with mine on the spot today. That's how great it's going to be, guys. So again, we have starts and sits and we're going to get through the news first. So let's get through some news. All right, guys. So we have some things going on today. Players who have missed practice that we need to keep up on today. Ramondre Stevenson had that nasty injury uh, on Monday Night Football, our Pat Fryermuth banged up right now. Deontay Johnson not practicing. Nico Collins is not practicing. And Jeff Wilson, some of the more prompt uh, star players uh, for fantasy right now. If you were relying on any of these guys, uh, just keep your mind on the fold right now. We'll see what happens on Sunday if they play. Mark Ingram got put on the IR after he got himself injured. Irv Smith Jr. is close to returning. I don't know how that's going to impact him, but probably won't really help us. More like the Vikings playoff run if they make it uh, Rondell Moore and Kyle Murray. If you didn't, obviously we didn't talk about Kyle Murray because we did our show before Monday night football, but Kyle Murray is on the IR with a torn ACL. He is out for the season. And obviously Rondell Moore has just been battling injuries all year. So they decided to hang it up at, with him as well. Um, I guess speaking of Kyle Murray right now, in terms of dynasty real quick here, you know, nine months ACL tear, and that's going to put him just about training camp. Um, is, is he someone right now you're looking to kind of move away from in dynasty, you know, this situation, especially with the injury teams getting older. Um, how do you guys feel about him in dynasty right now? Kyle Murray in a general sense. I, I, I mean, <clears throat> I think you're kind of stuck with him cause he's now injured. I mean, you, you, no one's going to want to trade for an injured player who's kind of been lackluster so I think you just have to kind of ride it out and hope he comes back next season and um can perform and then you know maybe you trade him early on next season but yeah it's it's certainly been disappointment and for dynasty it's it's you know it's been a rough a rough go you expected a top five sort of asset he you know shows flashes of that sometimes but there's just no consistency um it stinks yeah I'm kind of down on him I think he's even though he's still young, he's going to be 26, maybe 27, probably in the next year. Still young asset. QBs are 
going to be more have more longevity in the league. So I think he's still a viable dynasty asset, but I don't think he's going to be like that top five that John just mentioned. Like, I think he's probably just going to bump down a little bit because, you know, there's going to be some younger quarterbacks coming out. We have some stud quarterbacks that are already right um, playing as good right now. So, um, hey, you never know. But um, I would hold on to him as well because what, they're going to give you like a low end first round pick. Oh, it, it, I don't even think you could get that for Kyler right now. Which you know, in a super flex league, probably, but in a single quarterback league, I don't. I can't imagine people giving up a first for him. Oh, which is, no. yeah, which is crazy. Definitely, definitely not a first in the single QB league. I mean, I think he's still a top ten quarterback in my eyes. Still, he's still young. He's only going to be twenty five, if I'm not mistaken, uh, going into next season here. So there's still a lot of hope for him. I don't know if you're if you're looking to get top value, you just lost that. I mean, but some people might value him as still an elite long-term fantasy asset. I mean, he plays well when he's healthy and early on in, in most seasons. But, uh, I mean, I, I still want to acquire him on the cheap if I can now, especially with this injury, if people are kind of turned off by that. I know it's ACL injuries, but, you know, a lot of people do come back, and usually quarterbacks are, for the most part, okay because they're not relying on the run. And I don't think uh, – Kyle Murray does run the ball a ton. He doesn't rely on the run too much, so um, – he should still be pretty good, but definitely hurts to see that overall. Ito Benjamin got waived by the Texans and already picked up by the Saints. Uh, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Dallas Goddard, Miko Harmon, all designated to return from IR and potentially all play this week. We'll see how that turns out. Probably wouldn't play most of these guys. Maybe Goddard, but I probably wouldn't play any of these guys in their first game back. And then Lamar Jackson has already been ruled out for week 15. And Tyler Huntley has cleared the protocol, so he's going to start for week 15 for the Baltimore Ravens. So that's that's about the, about much of the news that I can give you guys today. We might have a question here. I don't know. Um, also, update: Nico Collins is going to be out this week. Uh, I Ooh. thought I saw that earlier, and is I he just, already out? I just double checked it. Yes, they, right. him, and Brandon Cooks are both out this week. All right. Well, yeah, it is what it is. But they're coming back, so I don't. They know are coming back. Impact. We'll get... It might impact our playoffs, and we'll yep. wait to see how that works. So. All right, so that's enough with the news for the day, guys. Let's get into our starts and sits for the day. And, of course, I have my handy-dandy PowerPoint for this as well (laughs) with quarterbacks. And, Coach John, I'm going to give you the start this week because I want to see what you guys pick first so that I can just come up with my answer at the top of my head here. So uh, start with your quarterback sleeper of the week. Um, I'm going to take – since you're letting me go first, I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit and start Mike White. I think he is a smash start versus the Lions. Uh, Lions are the worst at quarterback um, points per game, allowing 23.3 points per game to the quarterback. Um, and Mike White in the past couple games has scored over 17 points uh, fantasy and then followed it up with a 25-point game. So, look, I think, you know, the questions of how healthy he is is certainly legit, but um, – if healthy, even 80% of Mike White can torch the Lions. Uh, you know, I want to start Garrett Wilson. I want to start Elijah Moore. Um, you could probably spot start Tyler Conklin. I mean, like, I want everyone in this game. So Mike White is, to me, a, a, a pretty good streaming option if you were able to pick him up, you know, last week. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, if I, you know, if I, if I had my turn to go first, I would be as a very popular option, obviously. Yeah, it's easy. Um, that was my option, too. Yeah, we'll see. Good ships had it as option as well. He's definitely makes sense. He's, he's having a good little stretch run here. Uh, again, injuries kind of messed him up this past week, but he shows that they're, they're willing to throw the ball with Mike White and let him sling it as much as possible. As long as he can stay on the field, he should end up having a pretty solid outing overall. 
Uh, Coach Jibs, who's your QB sleeper this week? I don't know. Um, Do you need me to go uh, first? I'll go first if you need a second. Yeah, go first. All right. All right. So, um, so for my quarterback sleeper this week, it's definitely a hard decision here because a lot of the players who have you know, a lot of the good quarterbacks have good matchups. So if you're streaming the position all season, still don't know who you got uh, and you're playing it week by week, Matt Ryan's an interesting option. I know he hasn't been playing all that well uh, in the last three games. He's had it under 15 fantasy points. So you might have to be a little desperate, but you might need that in this situation here if you're just maybe making the playoffs. But he does play the Minnesota Vikings this week. And the Minnesota Vikings uh, this season here, they're their sixth worst uh, against quarterbacks this year, allowing over 20 fantasy points per game, allowing the most passing yards. And, you know, in the last few games here now, I mean, They've allowed at least two plus touchdowns to quarterbacks in three of the last four games. And if you can go further back, I mean, they've allowed at least two touchdown passes and uh, seven or six of the last seven games. So quarterbacks do well against Minnesota Vikings and Matt Ryan. I know he hasn't been the best, but hopefully week out off kind of help this team kind of get back on track, get a little healthier. And he, he might be the sleeper guy you need to help you get through this week here. If he's probably available on your waivers, if you needed somebody. So, um matt ryan's my sleeper guy this week <laughs> oh well uh please don't do this guys but if you need a low-end option or dart throw or contrarian play for your um DraftKings FanDuel lineups maybe you could think of mac jones who'll be playing the las vegas raiders um really can't sell you but uh i know they allowed <laughs> two 300 yard passers in the last out of the last three games baker mayfield had the miraculous drive and pretty much had 230 yards off the practice squad Mm -hmm. so mac jones been on the office Ramondre stevenson's kind of banged up maybe they'll lean on the passing game and he'll be a good option so that's all i got you uh raiders defense isn't like they got a little bit better but they're still out of production to quarterbacks they absolutely do and i mean i I mean on my powerpoint i have him as a sit because i just don't trust them you know Mm -hmm. i had him as a sleeper last week failed me a little bit there but you're right. The Ra- the Raiders' defense have been very favorable for quarterbacks this season. Maybe this is the week things go right, but it's hard to trust. I hundred percent get it, but it's it's a decent sleeper jib, so yeah, don't I don't do hate it. Guys. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> All right, over to the quarterback bus now, Coach John. Give us a quarterback bus for this week. Someone you're not trying to go, trying to avoid in playoffs right this week. Um, the player I'm trying to avoid the most is Derek Carr. Um, I think New England is really good at shutting down. Um, you know, passing attack and shutting down uh, their offense. They'll take, you know, Bill Belichick will take Devontae Adams out of the game and just how, how he schemes things. So, you know, they're going to have to rely on Josh Jacobs to get the run, the ground game going. And, and I, you know, we just saw the floor that can be there with Derek Carr. I mean, he got what under five fantasy points last week. So um, if things go South for the Raiders, which I think they very well could, because, I know this is kind of narrative street, but, you know, usually pupils of Bill Belichick don't tend to do well against Bill Belichick. Um, so Vegas could be in for a tough stretch uh, in this game. And and I don't want, I don't want Derek Carr. And I think, you know, the idea that he has any sort of upside and especially in this game to me, just doesn't exist. It's, you know, he, he's got way more floor, like no floor and maybe 15 points as an upside. So I just, I'm not touching him. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely tough to trust Derek Carr, especially what, what he showed us last week. I mean, to me, this is a game where it, he could just kind of 
boom. But then in the same sense, he has that bust factor that's that's clearly there for for fantasy, and that's kind of why I have him as a boom bust starter because he has that weird situation where like you don't trust him, but then he's going to go off, and then when you trust him, he just disappoints you. And in a tough matchup this week, and I think they play in New England, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's definitely something I'm trying to actively avoid, Derek Carr, if I can in fantasy. So I get it, John. I like it. Coach Jibs, who do you have for us this week for a bust? Uh, I have Tua, and I don't know what's going wrong with him, but the Dolphins and his play just screams red flags everywhere. Um, please don't start him. Since the bye, Tua's been playing like hot garbage, and he keeps getting worse every week. He's averaging 14.8 fantasy points per game and only completing 50% of his passes in the last three weeks. Um, fantasy managers need better than mid QB two numbers if they want to proceed in the playoffs and against the Bills and he's going to be at the Bills stadium. He averages sixty percent of his passes, one hundred ninety-one yards, a half a touchdown, and one interception in five games. Like that's mm-hmm. not good. That's mm-hmm. bad. So like <laughs> your boomer bust guys, if you want to let it all ride, I wouldn't because that's not good. Yeah, as a Dolphin fan, I hate to say it, but yeah, I'm not really trying to trust Tua this week. I mean, I want to show it to me again. Show you can do it. It's a the bad weather matchup too. Don't forget that. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense the way he's been playing. It's just hard to trust that in your fantasy playoffs this week. If he does well enough, you maybe trust him next week. But in a tough matchup, definitely trying to actively avoid uh, Tua this week. Um, for me, my quarterback bust, I'm going with Tom Brady this week. Tom Brady has just... It's just been such a disappointment. I mean, it's, I don't know what you expect of a 45-year-old quarterback, but, <laughs> you know, I know he's put up 20 fantasy points in three of the last four games, but this is a different type of game here. They're playing Cincinnati, and Cincinnati has just allowed one quarterback all season to throw more than one touchdown pass this year, and it, and it happened to be Baker Mayfield, surprisingly, against with the Panthers. And, you know, they've, they've held Mahomes to one touchdown. They've held Watson. They've held, you know... Lamar Jackson, they've held. I mean, they haven't really put anyone else that great, but Tom Brady hasn't printed that great this season here either. It, it's just a struggle that it's hard to trust Brady to consistently put up decent fantasy numbers in a very tough matchup when their offense just really isn't clicking in any cylinder right now. So uh, if you can avoid Tom Brady, I, I'd look to avoid Tom Brady. I know I'm sitting him. I mean, for Justin Fields, though, but it's a little different. But uh, I'm definitely looking to actively avoid Brady if I can this week. So uh-huh. he is my quarterback bus for the week. All right, let's head over to tight ends now. John, give us your tight end sleeper of the week. I have two written down. I don't know who. I don't know who I want to go with, but I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna go with Greg Dolchich. Uh, Greg Dolchich, eight targets, um, basically the last two weeks since Sutton's been out. So you have this consistent floor of targets. He's going to see at least six, seven, eight targets. You know that. Um, and the Cardinals are the best matchup against tight ends. We've talked about it for, I feel like forever. The Cardinals always think against tight ends, allowing 19.3 fantasy points per game. So I, I think this is a, a good matchup. I don't, I'm not scared off whether it's um, what's his name? Uh, Brett Rippon or, um, Russell Wilson, I'm not scared. I think they're going to have to, you know, throw against my um, this either way. So I'm okay with Greg Dolchich as a streaming as a sleeper option. I mean, he's been good the past couple of weeks, but I know he had some downtime. But this is a good bounce back week. Get in the end zone, get eight targets, get your 60, 70 yards, and and be a top five play. 
Oh, 100%. I'm starting him every which way I possibly can this week. I mean, you know, he's he's just been consistent over the last two weeks now. I don't know if Cortland, Cortland Sutton's playing this week. And no matter who plays quarterback, they're going to find a way to get this man the ball because Arizona is so bad against court, uh, tight ends this year. So uh, just sign me up for that first week of playoffs. Love it. Go to Jibs. Who you got at your tight end sleeper? Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Conklin, uh, Mike White's boy. Uh, Detroit gives up the fourth most points to tight end position, guys. This is not glamorous, like, but um, Detroit has allowed, I think, three out of the last five tight ends they face to go over 10 PPR fantasy points. So it's not pretty, guys. I just think it's a easy option and a good matchup this week for him. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, Power Conklin, he, he's definitely had a very favorable matchup for sure. Mike White's tossing the ball every which way. Maybe no Corey Davis. Maybe he'll see a few more targets. Maybe get to that six to eight range potentially. Yeah, definitely a good start for Tyler Conklin. Mm-hmm. Um, my QB, situ- my tight end situation <laughs> I'm going to go with this week is Hunter Henry. Uh, Hunter Henry, you know, when he has a favorable matchup, he usually performs pretty well. And this, this is a favorable matchup. While he might not score a touchdown – as the Raiders haven't allowed a touchdown since week five, but they've allowed, you know, decent yardage to, to tight ends. And I think he could get to that mark where he got to three for 70. I mean, I don't think that's out of his range. Jacoby Myers is kind of banged up. Devontae Parker is banged up right now. They need people to throw the ball to Mac Jones and Hunter Henry has always had a connection since Mac Jones been there. And I'm willing to let him be in my starting lineup this week. If you're really still kind of moving around and streaming tight end position, I think he gives you a safe, overall floor it's not going to be an upside play but uh it's definitely a nice play overall so under henry is my tight end sleeper of the week all right let's go to tight end busts now coach john what you got for tight end busts tight end busts i have cole Komet. um cole Komet has a really tough matchup against the eagles averaging 9.8 fantasy points to the tight end position which is third worst or third hardest um you know in the league and he's had less than seven points in the past two weeks. So I, I think this explosion of offense that Justin Fields provided for a little while was great. It was amazing. It was really fun. But um, and Cole Komet kind of fell back into this, uh, you know, usable asset where we've kind of written him off the first four weeks. But this matchup specifically is someone that I'm trying to stay away from. I, I don't love I think Justin Fields, obviously, you can start because he's so dynamic with his legs. He can do he can do enough, but through the air, he could have, he could have a hard time. Um, And I know that the the volume might be there with Darnell Mooney out of the way, but I just can't trust Cole Komet. Um, There's enough, there's enough, you know, we talked about, you know, Hunter Henry could be on your waiver wire. I'd rather have Hunter Henry than Cole Komet. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, no, I mean, I I definitely get that overall. Eagles have been really good against Titans this year. It's hard to really trust the bears passing unit. The only thing for me is that the target share that he might receive because he was doing so well before the buy still intrigues mm-hmm. me enough, but it's definitely a risky situation to start Cole Komet because you just don't know what kind of outcome you're going to get, whether it's, it's a, could be a really good game or it could be a, you know, three catch for 10 yard kind of outing. So right. I definitely get the, the sleep, the sleeper, the <laughs> uh, bust alert on Cole Komet. So, all right, coach Jibs, what do you got for our tight end situation here? 
I'm going to go with Evan Ingram this week. And I know he had a monster performance, 152 yards, and he's been on fire the last two weeks. But I'll be skeptical using him against the Cowboys. The Cowboys only allowed one touchdown to a tight end all the way back in week eight. And only one tight end the season was able to score more than 10 PPR points. So uh, he'll probably have the second best chance to do it. But these guys have been awesome and limited in tight ends. Like, uh, I think even since their week eight by like the highest receiving yardage total from a tight end has been 34 yards. So um, it's going to be tough sledding. Yeah, um, definitely. I definitely, it's definitely hard to set a hot hand. I get it. Um, but it is a tough, it is a really tough match. I've been, you know, I don't know if Evan Ingram has been, hasn't been consistent enough to really trust like, Oh, he put up a monster game, but do we trust that he's going to be consistent? Yeah, he's been pretty decent the last two games, but it could end up being a uh, you know a pretty much a straight bust game where he gets two catches for ten yards. Like it could just be that. So in a tough matchup, so uh, I don't I don't hate the uh, I don't hate this the central with that. So yeah, I will go on record and say Evan Ingram going eleven for one hundred and sixty two and two is an outlier in his career. That's just not going to ever like people who are like, Oh, Evan Ingram broke out. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's what we consider an outlier. There's averages. And then there's outliers and that's an outlier. That's never, don't, that's never going to happen again. Oh, well, you know what I'll say about Evan Ingram? Maybe if he didn't drop the passes, there couldn't <laughs> be outliers. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we never know. Yeah. He finally got stick him. They, they introduced the coaches finally introduced him to stick him on his gloves. And he's like, Oh wow, this is, this is so much easier. Must be that warm Florida weather. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, who, who am I going to go with here? Um, I'm going to go with Daniel Ballinger this week. Um, last time he played to what commanders, he went five. He had five catches, five targets, 24 yards. You know, decent play overall. But uh, the commanders, for the most part, have been pretty good against tight ends this coming season here. They haven't allowed a ton of opportunity or at least red zone opportunity for tight ends this year and the way this uh, this offense is playing especially in the passing game they seem to be kind of getting away from tight ends a little bit i mean they've just allowed what one tight end over 50 yards this year and daniel bellinger which i think people might like him just because he he's a body on this giants offense it seems like they've found some wide receivers to kind of step up and actually perform a little bit and kind of putting daniel jones daniel jones (laughs) uh, daniel bellinger kind of in the back seat uh in this offense here now so uh, if you're looking, if you had him, if you picked him up and like, all right, came back and because he, he was doing good in the beginning of the year, I think this is a game where you might want to set him and look a different direction because I don't, I don't really trust the outcome that he's going to produce for us this week in fantasy. So he is my tight end bust of the week. All right. Over to the RBs finally. Coach John, give us an RB sleeper you got this week. RB sleeper I got this week. I'm going to start with Cam Akers. Um, Cam Akers, uh, Green Bay has been abysmal uh, against the running backs in the past month, allowing 32.7 points per game over that stretch. So, um, and Cam Akers has scored three touchdowns in the past two games. So I don't think it's going to be a highly um, explosive, you know, big, you know, yards per carry type of game, but when they get into the red zone, Cam Akers seems to, you know, find his way, you know, into into the scoring opportunity. So I, I like Cam Akers to have a touchdown in this game. I like Cam Akers. He's had 13 touches in the three out of the past four. So I like the volume that he's getting. I think it's not sexy, but it's a playable guy that, again, beginning of the season, you, you wrote him off as dead. You figured you can't use him. And here we are in the fantasy playoffs and I'm, suggesting to start him i like it 
I like it a lot. Um, let's see, Coach Jibs, who you got for your first RB sleeper? I'm gonna go with J.K. Dobbins, and it was kind of encouraging for him to have a good productive game coming back off the IR. And now that I know Huntley's starting, it kind of makes even like a smarter play. And I could just see the Ravens being able to run the ball efficiently with him and Gus Edwards. Cleveland gives up the third most points running backs. And since their bye week in week nine, eight out of 10 running backs were able to score 10 PPR fantasy points. And Dobbins, the, I know he doesn't catch the ball and Gus Edwards doesn't catch the ball, but that's still a encouraging sign to see that they could kind of reach a, that kind of floor with a minimum, um, well, I guess with like, good efficiency Russian efficiency so um and even in deep uh deeper leagues Gus Edwards is a good play so I just like the matchup and the Ravens kind of need this one to keep up with the Bengals so I can see uh it being a bloodbath yeah no uh, I'm, I'm really happy to want to start J.K. Dobbins a lot this week if I have him on any one of my rosters so I love that uh, my first RB sleeper this week and I think he falls in this category now because he's had five straight really terrible games but it's Alvin Kamara and folks might not be willing to want to start Alvin Kamara this week because he's been so bad in fantasy. But I, I really do believe the week off that they had last week, getting him kind of back into this offense where they're still in play for the, the division, they're going to use Alvin Kamara now. Mark Ingram's on the shelf now. He's done for the year. This off, this coaching staff has to find a way to get Alvin Kamara the ball. And Alvin Kamara's had so many good games against the Falcons. This year, first game of the season was not good. They kind of shocked the uh, Saints, the Falcons did. But I, I think Alvin Kamara gets his stuff and carries. Uh, running back over the last four games had at least 60 yards against these Falcons. And I think they try to get Alvin Kamara the ball in the passing game too because that's where he thrived his entire career. So I think if you're hesitant to start Alvin Kamara, I don't think you should be. I think you should be able to put him in your starting lineup, whether it's an RB2 or flex option, and he should be able to perform at a high level once again or give you, or give you at least fantasy production that like, hey, I got 15 points from Alvin Kamara. That's pretty solid overall for a good sleeper this week and finish as a top 20 running back in fantasy. So Alvin Kamara is my first sleeper RB of the week. Coach John, back to you, my friend. Who Give us a second RB sleeper. Uh, so the next player I want to talk about, I have two. I have two. All right, all right, never mind. I'm going to go with Isaiah Pacheco. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, the Texans have allowed 29.5 points to the running back position. Um, I think, you know, we just saw Jarek McKinnon have an explosion of a game, but really it was through the passing attack. Um, you know, Isaiah Pacheco is still getting, uh, the bulk of the carries he's had 13 carries in five straight games. So he's got that safe volume of play. I also think that they're going to be way ahead against the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans get run on all the time. Kansas city is going to be out to a big lead. So they're going to be able to kind of grind away with Isaiah Pacheco in the second half. Um, he's another one. I, I don't, you know, I love him to score a touchdown this week and, you know, he's going to have himself. It might not be the most explosive, if you know, productive, crazy 200 yard game, but you know, 80 yards and a score is, is perfectly in the realm of possibility. Yeah, no, I love Isaiah Pacheco this week. People are, are all about the, you know, um, the Jarrett McKinnon life now because he had mm-hmm. such a monster game last week, but you know, most of his production was in the passing game. And hundred percent. Yeah, you know he's not going to catch you know three balls for eighty nine yards plus and a touchdown every week, and especially against this offense, they're not going to need that from him. They're going to use Pacheco as much as possible, the bigger, you know, stronger back in that backfield here, and I think he's going to have a good game, like you just said, John. So I like it. Coach Jibs, give us a second sleeper at the RB position. Oh, uh, Brian Robinson. Um, week thirteen, he went. He had twenty one rushing attempts, ninety six yards. 
and he didn't score, but he still had a quality game in PPR leagues. If you're telling me he's going to get the Giants again after the bye week, they give the ninth most points to running backs. If you saw last week, Miles Sanders went for 144 yards. Week before that, 20, I mean, the week before they played the uh, the Commanders, Tony Pollard went for six, um, 90 yards. Zeke went for 66 or so. So, like, their run defense is bad. And if you're telling me Brian Robinson is going to get another 20 totes, sign me up. Sleeper of the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Definitely love Brian Robinson. I thought about using him just now, so I'm mad Jibs, you took that guy from me. But he's a hunter and a fantastic sleeper for you in fantasy this week. That, that is for sure. All right. Uh, this one is going to be a little tricky here. Um, and it depends, obviously, on health. If Ramondre Stevenson's playing or not this week, and he didn't practice today, so it gives me kind of some faith that he might miss a week. Hope he doesn't. But if not, I like Pierre Strong this week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad someone mentioned him because I was yeah. going to do it too. Yeah, I mean, he looked pretty sharp. He only had five catches in the game, five rushes in the game here, but he put up 70 yards with five rushes there. And we don't really know what's going to happen with this backfield if there is no Ramondre Steven. They also have Kevin Harris. I'm sure they'll bring up J.J. Or, uh, Taylor or something up from the practice squad. So we just don't know what's going to happen. But if, if Strong can get the start, and he was good in college too, um, you know, this this uh, Ra- Ravens got this Raiders offense here just allows touchdowns. And they've mm-hmm. allowed a touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and basically uh, five of the last six games now at this point of the season here now. And this this New England Patriots offense, they don't throw the ball as much but they do not want to run the ball and they want to run it consistently. And he has that also that passing volume. He had three catches in this past game here. I think they'll use that to their advantage to some extent, especially if knows no Ramondre Stevenson. I, I could see him finishing as a top 25 RB this week in fantasy without Stevenson. If Stevenson plays, I don't like him as much, but he turned into like a really deep risky sleeper. But in this case, he's a kind of a risky sleeper, but he's someone that if you're looking for an RB and there's not many out there, he might be able to provide you with those low end RB two numbers this week. Yeah. And the one thing I do like about Pierre Strong, um, just to piggyback off of you, is he is kind of the opposite of Pacheco and Cam Akers. He can he is one of those guys who can explode on a 40 yard run all of a sudden out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, okay, great. Like this, you know, he can take six or seven touches and do a lot with it where, you know, sometimes you have these different types of backs that are that are much more volume dependent. Um you know, I, I don't think Ramondre is going to play. I think it is probably going to be Damian Harris and Pierre Strong. And Pierre Strong is, you know, he's a four three forty type of guy. I mean, he's fast. So he's, you know, that lightning combination when you talk about, you know, a backfield. So I, I, I like him. You know, I don't think Ramondre is going to play. And I think Pierre Strong's probably going to get seven, eight carries and four or five targets and, and be enough, do enough with him. No, absolutely. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Let's see. We're on RB bus now. Coach Sean, give us your RB bus of the week. So uh, this one feels like cheating, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, Travis Etienne, after the injury, he has combined for 11 fantasy points. Um, so not good. He is a... Uh, he clearly, and, and I think this also coincides with the sort of emergence of Trevor Lawrence really becoming a top 10 quarterback like we all expected him to be. I mean, he's throwing the ball well, his QBRs through the roof, and and he's he's making a lot of things happen through the air. And, and the Jags, uh, you know, kind of went away from the run a little bit. Um, so 
Cowboys are obviously a horrible matchup as well, only allowing 18.5 points per game to the running back. So even if they do somehow start involving ETN more and, and getting him the carries, this is just not the matchup that he's going to explode onto the scene with. I think it's, um, you know, it stinks because there was a while there where he looked like an absolute world beater. But I think now we have to sort of readjust our mentality of, of ETN until he proves it to us because after the injury, he just hasn't looked the same and hasn't been as involved in the offense either. So, Yeah, 100%. It's definitely hard to trust in the way he's producing. Uh, I mean, the Cowboys have a lot, a little bit more rushing as of late, but it's not like a lot. It's like between like 60 and 80 yards on the day. And I know just the way he's been playing, I just don't know if he's even going to get to that more. And they're probably going to have to throw the ball more times than not because this, this Cowboys offense will be ahead in this game here. So. I like the set this week. Coach Jibs, give us a sit for your RB. Um, David Montgomery. And I know the Eagles rank um, middle of the pack in rushing yard. I mean, fantasy points against running backs. I believe they're 15th right now, um, 15th fewest. But since Davis returned in week 13, the Eagles have been lights out versus running backs. They held Derrick Henry the 30 rushing yards on 11 rushing attempts. Saquon Barkley, 28 yards on nine attempts. Gary Brightwell, 23 yards on five attempts. All three of these running backs failed to reach 10 PPR fantasy points. Last time I checked, King Henry, Saquon Barkley are way superior running backs than David Montgomery. And I think the volume-based Montgomery is going to have to make an impact in the, in the receiving game for him to be a viable option this week. I'm kind of scared of using him. Yeah, no, uh, I like that one there a lot. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely tough. Uh, I think the Eagles have kind of tightened up a little bit on that defensive line now. And I don't think they're going to allow Dave Montgomery to kind of just run crazy. Like they've allowed a lot of running backs recently to do so. So um, definitely, I like that play there a lot. Uh, For me guys, my, my RB bust this week, I'm trying to think who I want to use here. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins guys this week. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. I don't think Jeff Wilson's playing, but Raheem Mostert, you know, people might be, you know, more willing to start Raheem Mostert now because, oh, if Jeff Wilson doesn't play, he's going to see more work. Uh, but this Bills offense has been pretty good against quarterbacks this year. And it's not something I uh, – quarterbacks, running backs this year. And it's not something I really want to go after too much. And just the way this offense has been playing, they're just not running the ball enough. And they let, they've allowed some touchdowns recently. And I think he's a touchdown or bust kind of running back with Raheem Mostert this week. Mm-hmm. But I just can't trust that this, this offense is going to have enough, you know – it's just a way that I expect them to gonna have to throw the ball more times than not in this offense here. So for me, Raheem Mostert, I don't he doesn't catch enough balls at the back for me to trust him that often. Uh, so I'm looking to avoid Raheem Mostert this week if I can. And that's kind of the way I feel about it right now. So he is my yeah. I have this weird, like sinking suspicion that this Miami Buffalo game in the weather, divisional matchup, like all it could be a really tough, low scoring game. Like I know we all expect a bunch of fireworks and we expect the, you know, to hit the over, but I don't know. I've seen enough, you know, divisional football that it's they tend to play each other pretty tough and and it could be a a lower scoring game than we expect. So yeah, I like so ultimately I like the call of of, of sitting a rain most. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's Marley. He's back. Yeah. Lost you there for a second. Welcome back to the show. Do you, right. out, do you lag out too? Yeah. <laughs> this this new Call of Duty is crazy. Oh, God. 
All right, all right. Let's get back on to some action here, guys. Let's get over to the wide receiver sleepers. Coach John, give us a wide receiver sleeper this week you like. This one feels so gross. Uh, but I'm going to say Michael Pittman. Um, Michael Pittman, <laughs> Michael Pittman with Matt Ryan has been averaging uh, 14.4 points per game, um, a 23% target share. So, you know, there's other than one game where uh, I think Ryan might have left because of an injury. But, uh, you know, Pittman and Ryan tend to you know bring out the best in each other. Vikings are a awesome matchup. They're 41.6 points per game to the wide receiver position. So, um, and specifically in those 10 yards deep targets. So I think there are some big plays uh, in store for Pittman this week. I think there is a chance that, um, you know, he has a usable game, um, but it's just, it's one of those kind of close your eyes, put them in your lineup and, don't second get and try and try not to second guess it. Um, but I, I think Michael Pittman this week could could bounce back oh, after wonderful. a horrible game against Dallas. Horrible. horrible I am game. hoping so. I really need Michael. I mean, I don't have a lot of Michael Pittman shares, thankfully, this year. Uh, even mm-hmm. though I loved him this year, but I really do need him to bounce back in general for his future value right now. So mm-hmm. hopefully he can do that this week. So, Coach Jibs, give us your RB uh, wide receiver sleeper. Oh, Elijah Moore, and this is without Corey Davis playing this week. I think he could play more meaningful snaps in the slot. The Lions give up the fourth most fancy points to wide receivers over the last four games. I think Detroit's basically allowing uh, 265 passing yards. The last two quarterbacks that faced him, two out of the three quarterbacks that faced him, through for more than 300 yards so it kind of favors Mike White and then like nine out of the last 11 wide receivers that they face reach all reached half uh more than ha- 10 half PPR fantasy points which is a good floor you know Garrett Wilson is probably going to be electric lights out so um more Elijah Moore's coming off a 10 target game I think this is this all encourages me that he'll kind of continue to get the looks and maybe have a decent outing maybe a touchdown so love Elijah Moore this week yeah, no, that's who I was considering going with Elijah Moore. He's he's definitely the 10 targets is what does it for me. And if a very favorable matchup, but no Corey Davis makes so much sense. Uh, my first wide receiver sleeper is Alan Lazard because Alan Lazard has been kind of a no show over the last basically month of the fantasy season here. I got to go back with some faith with him. The Rams have been terrible against wide receivers this season. Everyone's going to be focused on Christian Watson. Everyone's going to find try to find a way to stop this man from just scoring 10 touchdowns a game, which hopefully will leave Alan Lazard, who, you know, has been seeing, you know, he's seen, you know, over five targets in two of the last four games. Not a lot, not crazy great for it many times, but I mean, he's at least 40 yards in three of the last four games. It's not, it's not crazy, but I think in this kind of matchup here where they're going to have, I think this could be a weirdly high scoring game for no reason. Two shitty teams, unfortunately, which is weird to say. Um, I think Alan Lazard kind of gets back on track and he, he ends up finding a touchdown and probably gets somewhere over 60 yards this week for you in fantasy. So I'm, I'm willing to get back, go back on Alan Lazard this week after a fresh off a bye. This team is looking to try to make some miracle playoff push right now. So as long as they're in it, Aaron Rodgers is going to do everything he can to get these guys the ball. So Alan Lazard's my first sleeper this week. Coach John, give us another wide receiver sleeper you like. I'm going deep sleeper on this one. This one is, um, you know, we talked about it in the news. There's going to be no Nico Collins. There's going to be no Brandon Cooks. I'm okay starting Chris Moore. I'm totally okay with it. Uh, you know, he just he just went 10 for 124 against the Cowboys, which was a terrible matchup. Um, he gets a little bit nicer of a matchup against Kansas City. 
still not great, but they're going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to score points. Um, there's no, it looks like no Damian Pierce. So I don't see how this offense moves the ball outside of Chris Moore. Um, I, again, this is very deep. Hopefully you have better people um, on your roster, but if not check your waiver wire, cause he's only 5% owned. He's probably, if not definitely out there, I think you can grab him and flex him this week um, comfortably. So again, I don't love it. It's not pretty. Don't watch the game. Just check the score at the end. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) That is a uh, nice way to put it. That's for sure. I I was thinking him first too. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll get him later on the second time around. So uh, Nico Collins definitely not playing, even though Brandon Cooks played, did practice today. There's no guarantee he plays this weekend. So Chris Moore could end up having another really good fantasy outing against a, I'd seen that allows wide receivers to produce at least. Uh, Chris Chips, what do you got for your second wide receiver? Mm. Uh, stolen. Stolen. <laughs> Words straight out of my mouth. Uh, I guess I'll just stay with the theme when I got stole my uh, pick stolen last round. Um, I'll go with Darius Slay. Slayton? 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 Yeah, Darius Slay. <laughs> oh, I got Darius Slay on my mind. Yeah, so, um, believe... Big play Slay could have a touchdown too this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really but I, I know he had a disappointing game and some of the uh, other uh, lesser wide receivers like Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins had pretty good games for their uh, regards last week. But Darius Slayton, last time they faced the Washington Commanders, he went six catches 90 receiving yards he's always a deep play threat and i think like he'll probably get back on track this week so he has a good track record against the foe that he faced a couple weeks prior he's the main option in the offense and hopefully um he could produce so i'll go darius slayton yeah no darius slayton is definitely a good option uh, zaya hodge could be a good option for this giants team as well deep so sleeper. keep both those guys on your deep uh deep sleeper list for sure um, for me, I'm going to go with a guy who had a pretty solid outing last week to get with his new quarterback. And I'm going to say his last name wrong. And you guys are going to have to help me here. Uh, but Ben Schroeder, Ben Schroeder, Ben Schroeder, Ben Schroeder, put up eight, I uh, had eight targets last week for 80 yards. And that was with Baker Mayfield at the helm and Green Bay. Uh, I expect, like I said, I expect this game to be a weirdly higher scoring game here and Baker needs to get the ball out to someone. I don't think they're going to run the ball efficiently enough with Cam Akers constantly. And they're going to rely on Baker Mayfield to do some weird swagger that he has uh, for this offense here. And uh, Ben's going to do something. And I think he's going to put up a pretty decent outing. So as a flexible option, if you're looking for somebody, maybe you don't really like what you got going on. He might end up putting another solid outing for you this week. And I'm going to stick to that guy. So He's my second wide receiver sleeper here now. So finally, guys, on to the end here. I don't have a slide for you guys for unfavorable matchups. So we're going back to our main screen here. Wide receiver bust. Coach John, give us a give us a wide receiver bust for the week. Um, the wide receiver bust, again, I wrote down two, but which one do I want to go with? I'm going to go with Hollywood Brown. Um, look, I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a tough game, a really tough game for Arizona with Colt McCoy going against Denver, uh, going against that defense. I think it's, um, you know, in the other part of this that doesn't give me all the warm and fuzzies is when Hollywood Brown has played with um, DeAndre Hopkins in the two games together, he has combined gone 10 for 80 and no score. So he's not getting a ton of volume. He's not, seeing a ton of you know he's getting those deep threats and deep targets but deandre hopkins is just a possession machine and so 
Um, you know, he'll still be out there getting those deep plays every once in a while. But to me, it's the matchup and the quarterback and all this is just such a such a sit. And I almost want to put DeAndre Hopkins on there too, but I just have a feeling DeAndre Hopkins has enough volume that he'll be fine and you're not really going to want to pivot away from him. But, you know, lower your expectations for both players. Yeah, 100%. I don't know if I trust McCoy enough in a bad matchup to be able to produce two top players. You know, I think Hopkins will have his still and have a pretty decent outing, but um, I just can't see Hollywood Brown doing the same. We do have a question in the chat here. Chris, what's going on? Akers or Rex Burkhead, who likely will be starting for Damian Pierce this week? Akers. Akers. Slightly better functional offense. If I knew more consistently that Rex Burkhead would see the majority of the work in this offense, I would say Rex Burkhead, but I just don't know how much work they're planning on giving. It's PPR, um, so I don't know if that changes your mind at all, guys. Um, so it doesn't. Dara is going to take work. Yeah, no. yeah, I, I, it doesn't change my mind. I don't. I don't okay. think it's. Again. I, I can't. I might, I might say Rex Burkhead personally. I, can't, personally, I might I say can't, Rex Burkhead. I can't. Week but, one uh, of the playoffs, I, I, I can't start Rex Burkhead. I can't do it. I just can't. I wouldn't let myself. The safe option, Chris, is probably okay, Makers, like John and Jim said. But I don't know, man. If you're looking for a crazy Hail Mary throw, I, I, Rex Burkhead puts up 15, 17 fantasy points this week. I wouldn't be, I would not be shocked. I think it depends on your matchup. If you If you need a out of this world crazy play, Go for it. But if you want something that's safe, I agree with them. Cam Makers is probably the better way to go. But uh, I know I'll hate myself at the end of the day not starting Rex, but I'll probably feel better when he puts up two yards on the day and Cam Makers <laughs> goes off. So uh, just start Akers. I think he, yeah. he should have the better outing overall. But, yeah. man, I'll, Rex, I'll be upset. Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead is one of those guys that he'll he'll be in, like, if he goes off, he's like a good Millie Maker lineup type of guy. Like, he's, you know, low-owned type of dfs, DFS makes so much sense to start yeah with that's i would take so my chance there playoffs, DFS, if you're not willing I'm to take that major chance. risk just start cam makers chris yeah all right coach jibs give us your wide receiver bust of the week i just want to make a good point like to I, mine was hollywood brown too but um nah. you also gotta think about connor's involvement like colt mccoy was just chucking that bad boy six yards right there to connor so that's kind of mm-hmm. taking some of that target volume down from both of them so it's kind of shaky in my opinion but uh my backup option is going to be dj chark this man has been killing it 90 yards receiving in back-to-back games this man scoring touchdowns this offense looks amazing but they're going against the new york jets they give up the third fewest fancy points to wide receivers um i don't think sauce gardeners are going to be following all my or st brown around Personally, I think he'll probably be sticking outside with DJ Chark, but like they both have potentially a bad matchup since um, the Jets only allowed uh, since their bye week, they only allowed the t- receiver 52 receiver large or less. So mm. I don't think they're both going to reach their apex. I think Amara is safer because you know he's going to get the PPR receptions and stick mover, but I'm not too worried about the big play and DJ Chark this week. Yeah, I like that one there a lot. I thought about DJ Shark as an option as well, and I'm not really trying to start him this week for sure. Um, from my wide receiver bust, I'm trying to actively avoid, if I can, Mike Evans this week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it would make sense if the one player that goes off is Mike Evans, but just the way this offense is running, it's just not running through Mike Evans and not throwing the ball deep enough for Mike Evans to get these deep balls. So that's the only way I think Cincinnati gets beat is a little on the deeper side. Um, but yeah, they've only allowed four wide receivers since week five, over 80 yards receiving on the season here. And, and the way, like I said, we mentioned, I mentioned Tom Brady as a bust before. I just really can't see starting Mike Evans with any sort of confidence. And we saw that last week. He didn't have a great game last week and I had him as a bust. And it worked out. And I think it's going to be that same situation this week. If you can avoid starting Mike Evans, I, I'm all for it. And I just prefer to prefer to go a different direction if I can. So he is my wide receiver bust of the week. Yeah, all right, guys. Well, we finished up on a really solid out timing today. I love it. We got a lot of great fantasy advice out there for everyone. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, do you boys want to say anything before we get going, John? Good luck in your playoffs. Good luck. This is it. You, you, you worked all season for this, so have fun and enjoy it because this you could be looking at the offseason sooner than you expect. But I hope everyone who listens wins and we can tune in next week and celebrate and plan again. For, Do it all again. again. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Coach Jibs, what do you got for us? Conviction. Set your lineups with conviction. I don't want to see that. Oh, man, yo, like I shouldn't have started this guy. I knew it. No. Nah. Look yep. at it. Make sure. Oh, and they're Saturday games, so get your lineups in earlier, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. They're Good three call. Saturday games, so keep that in mind. So, yeah, uh, again, just, just go with your gut, guys, at the end of the day. We can give you all the advice in the world, but you got to go with your gut. It's your team. It's your money. It's your reputation on the line. Whatever you got to do, just, you know. It's all fun. Just have a good time with doing it, and hopefully you guys win, and we'll see you guys on Monday. We'll do our waiver wire for week 15 or 16, actually. And, of always, please go check out our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. we got our rankings, articles, you know, uh, playbook that's up there. Really cool stuff going on over there. Uh, you can follow us over on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. Like and subscribe here on YouTube. Give us get us get Let's get started going on to 200 now subscribers. Let's get that started now, guys, so we'd appreciate it. And as always, just continue to tune in every Monday and Thursday through the rest of the season here, guys. We'll give you guys a waiver wire and start and set advice to help you win that championship. So thank you all for listening. Tune in until next time, guys. The bag is not far-fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super-duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up. Jack, I'ma head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.